Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music, transcribed with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. When all my labors and trials are o'er And I am safe on that beautiful shore Just to be near the dear Lord I adore Will through the ages be glory for me for me when by his grace I shall look on his face that will be glory be glory for me friends will be there I have loved long ago joy like a river around me will flow Yet just a smile from my Savior I know Will through the ages be glory for me Oh, that will be glory for me Glory for me Glory for me When by His grace I shall look on His face that will be glory, be glory for me. Father in heaven, we thank thee for thy mercies. We thank thee for Jesus. We thank thee for the holy word of God. Lead us into its truths today. We pray in Christ's name. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God. A place where sin cannot molest near to the heart of God. Mm -hmm. O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, 
sent from the heart of God. Hold us who bow before thee. Near to the heart of God. Let us continue in the spirit of prayer as Ms. Del Delker sings this earnest petition. Precious Lord, take my hand. I turn to the Bible, glad I 
tidings I read of rivers unfailing and bright, of Christ the good shepherd who safely hath led his flock by the streams of delight. My mother's old Bible is true, from of love t'was sent from above my mother's old Bible is true here now is HMS Richards the voice of prophecy speaker his subject what Jesus said about holy scripture I never knew my mother, said Henry Ward Beecher. She died when I was three years old. But one day and after years, turning over a pile of old letters in my father's study, I found a package of her letters to him, beginning with her first acquaintance with him, coming down to their married life. And as I read those pages at last, I knew my mother. I remember that there was one letter in which she first spoke freely and frankly of her love. That, to me, is like the Gospel of John, which is God's love letter to the world. In the Gospel of John, God reveals his love to us in the eternal gift of his Son, who was the Word of God revealed in human life. For we read in John 1:14, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In word and act and life, Jesus was the living scripture. By his life, he revealed what the Holy Scriptures had been saying for hundreds of years. Mary Lathbury put this thought into the beautiful words of her hymn, Break thou the bread of life, dear Lord, to me, as thou didst break the loaves beside the sea. Beyond the sacred page, I seek thee, Lord. My spirit pants for thee, O living word. We ask the question, what did he who was the living word say about the written word? What did Jesus say about the Holy Scriptures, the Bible? In conflict with these enemies, one day our Savior, quoting from the Old Testament in defense of his assumption of the divine title, the Son of God, plainly declared that the Scripture cannot be broken. Those words you'll find in John 10:35. The Scripture cannot be broken. This is his clear statement, the statement of Jesus. Being the expressed will of the unchangeable God, the Word of God is also unchangeable and unbreakable. By the way, the word scripture simply means writings, holy scriptures, the holy writings, understood to refer in this particular place to the writings of the Old Testament. So we see that our Savior, quoting from the Bible of his time, which was our Old Testament, declared that nothing could break it, nothing could make it fail in the fulfillment of its prophecies, its declarations of divine truth, or its record of inspired history. 
Wouldn't it be well for all of us to agree with the Lord Jesus Christ? To agree with him when he declares that the scripture cannot be broken? You know, many have tried to break it. But so far they have not succeeded. And according to the inspired word itself, yes, the word of the Lord Jesus Christ, they never will succeed in breaking the word of God. Our Savior depended upon the Holy Scriptures and declared them to be immutable. Why shouldn't we take the same position? When Sir Walter Scott lay dying, he said to his son-in-law Lockhart, Rax me the book. And when asked, which book? He replied, need you ask? There is but one, the Bible. He himself had written many books. And Sir Walter Scott knew all the great works of the greatest authors, the literary treasures of the ages. But when he himself faced eternity, he said, reach me the book. There is but one book. Then he listened reverently as the words of John, the 14th chapter, were read. Let us now listen to the words of Christ as recorded in Matthew 5:17. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. Not only the law of God, but even the writings of the prophets take on the immutable, unchangeable character of Holy Scripture. And we're not to think, much less say, that Christ came to destroy the law of God or the prophets who wrote the holy book. Heaven and earth shall pass away before God's word will pass. For it was by his word that God made heaven and earth. And here's the proof of it in Psalm 33, 9. He spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. That's talking about the creation of the world and all things. Psalm 33, 9. Therefore, his word is more enduring than the things created by his word. Heaven and earth shall pass away, he said, but my word shall not pass away. Matthew twenty four thirty five. Here Jesus, you see, claims his word as scripture. The words of Christ. The heaven and earth, the things about us, the things created are of time, but his words are eternal. And history proves that God spoke the truth and that Christ spoke the truth, the Son of God. In fact, all history is at last seen to be his story, as someone put it. His hand guiding the ages to the final victory of right. And all the Holy Scripture is really the word of Christ. And that's a surprise to some people, but it is. Even the Old Testament for the Old Testament prophets wrote by inspiration of, quote, now I'm quoting, the Spirit of Christ which was in them, unquote. That's 1 Peter 1.11. Then the Spirit that inspired the Old Testament prophets was the Spirit of Christ. Therefore, the Old Testament is a Christian book as well as the New. And the New Testament translators, of course, spoke of the New Testament of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So both the Old and New Testaments are the Word of Christ. God's Word, the Holy Scriptures. God's Word is the very revelation of His own character and partakes of His own eternity. It may seem to some of us sometimes that the history of the world and the will of man will take a far different path than that marked out in the Holy Scriptures. But friends, it will not do so. 
In the end, every prophecy of the Bible will be fulfilled. Every prediction come to pass in history, every principle of the truth of the word of God as written will come to pass, be fulfilled, endure as plainly declared. The scripture cannot be broken. Again and again and again, Jesus quoted the Holy Scripture as authority for his own acts, as predictions of his own advent into the world, his work, his sufferings, his resurrection. In quoting from the Scriptures as final proof of his declaration, he recognized them as of divine authority, and we should do the same. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, beginning with verse 1, we have the record of our Savior's threefold temptation at the hands of the devil. First, he was tempted to perform a miracle to satisfy his human hunger after a forty-day fast. If thou be the Son of God, suggested the evil one, command that these stones be made bread. That's verse 3. The answer of Jesus, it is written. And the quotation of Scripture was Deuteronomy 8.3. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Next, on a pinnacle of the temple, the temptation came. If thou be the Son of God... Cast thyself down, for it is written. See, the devil here himself quotes scripture from Psalm 91, but he quotes it imperfectly and partially as follows. He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Again, Jesus countered with the scriptures, this time from Deuteronomy 6.16, and said, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Here he assumed the title of God which belongs to him. In the third and last temptation, he was taken to an exceeding high mountain. He saw all the kingdoms of this world in a moment of time, the world's first moving picture, by the way. And the words of temptation were, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. The Savior's answer was again the quotation of Scripture. This time, Deuteronomy 6.13, It is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him. Angels ministered to him. Our Savior's use of Holy Scripture in times of temptation is a lesson to us, a warning to us, and a promise to us. It's a lesson because it shows us how to meet temptation. A warning because so many of us fail to meet the temptation successfully. And it's a promise because the record shows us how temptation can be met successfully. The only weapon with which we can successfully cope with Satan is the written word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit. As we read in Ephesians 6:17, with these three mighty sword thrusts, our Savior put the evil one to flight. Like our Savior, we must be able to say it is written, it is written, it is written. Was it not Cardinal Manning who said, I read my Bible to know what good people ought to do, and my newspaper to know what they are doing. The Holy Bible is like a telescope. If a man looks through his telescope, he sees worlds beyond. If he looks at his telescope, he sees nothing but the telescope. So it is with many people. They look at the Bible, but never through it. They look at its letter, but not at the glorious truths it reveals. Even after his resurrection from the dead, Jesus still quoted scripture to his disciples. On the walk to Emmaus, two of them were discouraged and sad. They thought of Jesus still in the tomb, or at least still dead. Then he said to them, O fools, and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and entered into his glory? That's Luke 24, 25. 
According to our Savior, one is very foolish who doesn't accept and believe all the Holy Scriptures. According to those Scriptures, Christ should die and rise from the dead. The disciples had misunderstood and neglected the Scriptures. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the Scriptures the things concerning himself. Verse 27. You see, Jesus appealed to the Scriptures to explain the very events that had so disheartened and discouraged them. All these things including his death even, had been predicted in Scripture. And when they took place, the disciples should have found great courage and joy in their fulfillment. This they did a short time later when they said, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the Scripture? Of the Scriptures, Jesus himself said, They cannot be broken. John 10:35. Remember that text. Heaven and earth shall pass away before one letter, or even a corner of a letter of God's word will pass away. The Holy Scripture referred to Jesus, and they were fulfilled in his life, death, and resurrection. As the disciples gathered in the upper room, Jesus suddenly appeared to them. Although startled, they recognized him. He talked with them, ate with them. They heard him, they saw him, they touched him. And then he said to them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which are written in the law of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms, concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Those wonderful words are in Luke 24, 44. That's what Jesus said about the scriptures. He believed them, he read them, he used them, he depended upon them, and he recommended them to his disciples and to you and to me because this great commission goes on down to the end of time and to all nations. Friends, he believed the word, he trusted the word, he quoted the word, and his word is a part of the Holy Scripture. So certainly we dare not reject the word of God. We dare not neglect the Holy Scriptures. Many people do not reject them. They simply neglect them. And that is just as fatal to their Christian life and their spiritual life as if they rejected them openly. Friends, we dare not reject or neglect them. But we as Christians must receive them. How can we receive them if we do not read them? Oh, my friend, take down the old book of God and read it again. Read the wonderful Gospel of John. God's love letter to the world and to you and to me. And then read the rest of the scripture. Some of those places you have neglected to read have just the message that God has for your soul. So we must receive them and believe them and trust them and quote them as did he who was and is the living word. O word of God incarnate, O wisdom from on high, O truth unchanged, unchanging, O light of our dark sky. We praise thee for the radiance that from the hallowed page, a lantern to our footsteps, shines on from age to age. Changed and changing.
This is Orville Iverson, the Associate Minister of the Voice of Prophecy, with this encouraging word. God is in heaven, so let us look up and together go forward in faith. Have faith in God, his word forever true. Have faith in God, each chapter meant for you. Have faith in God, to read, to know, to do. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope this transcribed program has brought blessing to you. Be with us again next week for another broadcast brought to you by the Voice of Prophecy. And so to one and all of our listeners we say, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.